Welcome to the first episode of Red Spark Radio. I want to start by just giving a brief rundown of what Red Spark is and what the aims of this audio project are. Red Spark is a website that compiles news and stories regarding revolutionary movements, national independence struggles, and the ongoing war against imperialism and capitalism from across the globe. Red Spark Radio is simply an audio version of some of the biggest stories from the site, released bi-weekly, with the aims of making Red Spark more accessible to comrades who prefer an audio format. We'll be covering the people's wars in India and the Philippines, national liberation struggles in Palestine, and proletarian movements from other areas of the globe. There's a rich history concerning all of these movements and struggles, and Red Spark Radio is really just scratching the surface. I strongly encourage listeners to go beyond the headlines, which you can do so by checking out the Red Spark website or by checking out Foreign Languages Press, which has a fantastic selection of low-cost books, free PDFs, and even free audiobooks that really delve into the theory, history, and ideology behind the movements we'll be covering here. You can find a link to the Red Spark site and Foreign Languages Press in the episode description. So without further ado, let's jump into the headlines from the first two weeks of June. CPP Statement on the Filipino People's Continuing Struggle for Genuine National Freedom Communist Party of the Philippines, June 12, 2023 The Communist Party of the Philippines, or CPP, and all revolutionary forces joined the Filipino people in marking today 125 years of false independence under U.S. colonialism and neocolonial rule. Let us mark this day by looking back on the history of the Filipino people's struggle for genuine freedom and democracy and reaffirm our commitment to preserve along this path in the future. Writing on the victories of the armed revolution led by the Kadi Punan since 1896 and waged by the peasants and burgeoning working class against the 300-year Spanish colonial regime, the representatives of the illustrado landlord class led by Emilio Aguinaldo proclaimed Philippine independence on June 12, 1898, quote, under the protection of a powerful and humanitarian nation, the United States of America, unquote. Not soon after, the naval armed forces of Spain and the United States staged the mock battle at Manila Bay with a secret agreement to transfer colonial power to the latter while helping each other suppress and prevent the revolutionary forces from gaining advantage. The transfer of colonial rule would be formalized on December 10th that year, when the Treaty of Paris was signed in which the Philippines was sold by Spain for $20 million to the United States. Hundreds of thousands of American troops were deployed to carry out the armed suppression and colonization of the Philippines. The U.S. colonizers carried out a brutal war against Filipino revolutionary forces denigrated as bandits who persisted in armed resistance for more than a decade. At least 200,000 Filipino civilians were killed by U.S. colonial forces, while more than a million out of a population of less than 7 million died in the course of the war. Employing its armed might, the U.S. colonial forces rampaged throughout the country, plundered the country's wealth, felling trees for lumber, and taking away vast tracts of land from peasants and indigenous peoples and turning them into commercial plantations for sugar, pineapple, and other crops, as well as mines for export to the United States. It carried out a drive to colonize the Filipino people's minds by establishing an educational system that sought to erase the country's history and portrayed U.S. colonialism as, quote, benevolent assimilation, unquote. The U.S. pampered a breed of bureaucrat capitalists who were trained in U.S. democracy, who represented the interests of the U.S. and the new class of big bourgeois compradors who melded interests with the old landlord class. Instead of being suppressed, the Filipino people's spirit of patriotism would be further inflamed as workers and toiling people organized and waged mass struggles over the next few decades, demanding death to U.S. imperialism. The Communist Party of the Philippines, CPP Philippine Islands, was established in 1930 and since then played a critical role in leading the struggle for a national freedom from U.S. colonial rule. In the course of the inter-imperialist conflict between the U.S. allies and its rivals, the U.S. military forces abandoned the Philippines when it was invaded by imperialist Japan. 
An anti-Japanese guerrilla war was waged by Filipino revolutionary forces led by the CPP, PI, in pursuit of the people's aspiration for national freedom. Across the Philippines, as in other countries, Japanese forces were defeated in guerrilla warfare. Anticipating the defeat of the Japanese, the U.S. forces returned to the Philippines by dropping bombs in Manila, causing unnecessary devastation and forcing the country to its knees. Together with its puppet forces, the U.S. subsequently carried out a campaign of armed suppression against Filipino guerrilla forces. To placate the Filipino people, the U.S. granted nominal independence to the Philippines, turning over the reins of political administration of the client state to the representatives of the ruling classes and their parties. For close to 80 years now, the country has been under neo-colonial and semi-colonial rule, where the Philippines remains under U.S. political, economic, military, and cultural dominance. Under U.S. semi-colonial rule, the Philippines has been robbed of trillions of dollars worth of natural resources and unequal trade and economic relations reinforced through treaties given the U.S. parity rights. Wages have been kept low to allow U.S. corporations to make maximum profit. Economic policy of the Philippine government is shaped by U.S. planners through the International Monetary Fund and World Bank and other U.S.-controlled financial and economic institutions. The U.S. has maintained cultural dominance through control of the educational system, domination of the mass media, and other agencies for propagating the American mindset and worldview. The U.S. has maintained armed dominance through military treaties, foremost of which are the Mutual Defense Treaty and the now-expired Military Bases Agreement, which has been replaced by such treaties as the Visiting Forces Agreement and the Enhanced Defense Cooperation Agreement, EDCA, to allow U.S. military forces to remain in the country and use the Philippines as a springboard for its wars of intervention and aggression. The armed forces of the Philippines, together with the entire defense establishment, is the main pillar of U.S. rule. From the very outset and to this day, the U.S. employs and directs the AFP to carry out counterinsurgency against the revolutionary forces, who continue to wage a people's war and all forms of resistance for national and social liberation. The past several decades of U.S.-imposed neocolonial policies have ravaged the Philippine economy and caused widespread suffering of workers, peasants, other toiling sectors, and middle classes. Large segments of local productive forces, including agricultural land and manufacturing capacity, have been destroyed by investment and import liberalization, deregulation, and privatization. The ruling classes of big bourgeois compradors and big landlords and foreign capitalists have enjoyed all-out freedom under the neoliberal policy regime to plunder and accumulate profit and wealth. The Filipino people are now experiencing the grave consequence of neoliberalism in the form of massive unemployment, dirt-cheap wages, spiraling prices, rural dislocation, and environmental destruction. The country is in the grips of a financial crisis marked by rising public debt, loss of state revenue due to corporate tax exemptions and holidays, and rising expenses for a bloated military and police force. We are currently in the advent of a new phase in the history of the struggle against U.S. imperialism amid rising inter-imperialist conflicts and threats of open war, and the U.S. pushed to reinforce its neo-colonial stranglehold of the Philippines and its military, economic and political dominance in the Philippines, in the context of its geopolitical aims and saber-rattling against China. The rush of the U.S. to construct a number of military bases and facilities in various parts of the country under the EDCA, especially in the northern areas which are closest to Taiwan and China, has once again highlighted the country's lack of sovereignty and underscores how it is being used by the U.S. as a pawn in its game of strategy to protect and expand its areas of investment and influence in the Asia-Pacific region. Amid deepening capitalist crisis, the U.S. and other imperialist powers are increasingly resorting to wars and war preparations as a means to jolt their economies and expand their markets, sources of raw materials, and spheres of influence. As a consequence, semi-colonial and semi-feudal countries such as the Philippines are being subjected to worsening state of national oppression as the imperialist powers seek to consolidate their hegemony over countries and entire global regions. The absence of Philippine sovereignty is starker than ever before. 
Since it was re-established in 1968, the Communist Party of the Philippines has been at the forefront of the Filipino people's struggle for genuine national freedom. The party took up the cudgels left by the Katipunan, as well as by previous generations of revolutionary fighters. It has been waging a people's war since 1969, and will continue to do so as long as it takes to free the country from the clutches of U.S. imperialism. Today, let us set our sights on waging even greater resistance in order to free the country from the clutches of the U.S. imperialist ogre, and attain the Filipino people's aspirations for national freedom and democracy. Let us commit ourselves to the struggle, however difficult and arduous, as this is the only path towards a bright and prosperous future. Five AFP soldiers killed during NPA counteroffensive in Negros Occidental Province. May 27, 2023. The LPC NPA mounted a counteroffensive against attacking troops of the 62nd IB last May 20, 2023, at around 5 a.m. in Sitio Napaluan, Barangay Quintin Remo, Moises Padilla, Negros Occidental Province. At least four enemies were killed in action, according to witnesses who saw state forces carrying cadavers in Barangay Sibukuan, Isabella. The fascist soldiers were in a rush to raid the residence of the Ramirez family in the said sitio where a unit of the MPA rested after a long travel. Jolwar Ka Ryan Luciano was also martyred on the third encounter in the area. Alvin Cadagarbaño, hailing from Sitio Caliban, Barangay Banaganog, Isabella, Negros Occidental Province, was wounded and subsequently killed by the 62nd IB in accordance with their policy of no NPA is to be captured alive, in utter disregard to Carril. Ruben Obidas, 49, a farmer from Satio Nakurahan, Barangay Quentin Ramo, also suffered the same fate. After being wounded from AFP strafing and indiscriminate firing, he was murdered by the 62nd IB. Meanwhile, civilian couple Julie Ben Ramirez, 23, and Evelyn Marin, 31, both from Satio Napuluan, were also murdered by the AFP. Another encounter ensued in Satio Amumuyang, Barangay Trinidad, Guihulangan City on the same day at around 5 a.m., between the NPA and the 16th Scout Ranger Company. One enemy was killed in action, while Cristillo Ka Chris Nellis Jr. and Raleigh Ka Marnie Benero was martyred during the firefight. Still hungry for blood and desperate due to their failure of crushing the NPA in Central Negros, the murderous AFP killed Antonio Babor, 77, and his son, Juri Ellen Babor, 27, farmers and residents of the area. To cover up the crime, state forces planted guns in the murder scene. CPI Maoist squad engages in skirmish with security forces in Bijapur district. June 7, 2023. An encounter between a squad of CPI Maoist cadres and security personnel took place in the jungle of Chhattisgarh's Bijapur district on June 7th, police said. The joint operation against the Maoists was conducted by Central Reserve Police Force's Jungle Warfare Unit, COBRA, and Madhya Pradesh Special Task Force. Quote, there was an exchange of fire between Maoists and security forces in the Basaguda Pamed Usor Tri-Junction area of Bijapur district. Security forces are fine. Any damage inflicted to the Maoists would be clear only after the completion of search operations, Inspector General Bastar P. Sundaraj said. The confrontation occurs amidst the Maoist observance of Jana Pituri Week, a significant event in their calendar. This week serves as a commemoration for fallen Maoist cadres, during which the security forces have initiated a major operation against the Maoists. The police had received intelligence regarding the presence of Maoist leader Hidma, and his battalion on the Sakma-Bijapur district border, prompting them to mobilize for the operation on Tuesday night. On Wednesday morning, the troops encountered the squadron of Maoists, provoking an exchange of fire between the two sides. Hidma, a senior leader of the Maoist party, 
hails from the Purti village in Bistar and attended the same primary school as CPI Maoist CC member Madvi. Recognizing Hidma's potential, a Maoist operative recruited him into the Balsangam of the Maoist party. Hidma continued his education in a Maoist school and impressed the group with his agility, leading to his inclusion in the LOS, or Local Organization Squad. Under Hidma's leadership, the Maoists achieved numerous successes and he now commands the 1st Battalion. Jana Paturi Week, observed annually in Bastar during June, is when the Maoists honor their fallen comrades. They conduct meetings in remote villages within Bastar to raise awareness about the Maoist organization and its ideology. Quote, since the search operations are still on, for security reasons more details would be disclosed after the operation is completed, said Mr. Sundaraj. CPI Maoist Politburo member Katakam Suda Rashan dies at age 69. Bastar District, June 4, 2023. 69-year-old CPI Maoist Politburo member Katakam Suda Rashan passed away on May 31st due to a heart stroke, as confirmed by the CPI Maoist Central Committee on Sunday, June 4th. Suda Rashan, a member of the Politburo of the CPI Maoist Central Committee, was operating underground in the Dandakaranya region of Shadisgar State. According to a press release issued by the party spokesperson, Comrade Abhay, Sundar Rashan died at 12.20pm on May 31st. He was underground for nearly 48 years. He was also known by the aliases Anand and Dula. He was a Maoist ideologue and an expert in the field craft and hailed from Belampali of the Adalabad district of Telangana State. He had a diploma in mining. He joined the CPI-ML People's War Party in 1978 and worked as the organizer of the party's Back to the Villages campaign in Luxitpet and Janaram region, the press release said. Sundarashan had worked extensively in coalfield areas and gave a fill-up to the revolutionary movement after the Indrabelli firing on April 20, 1981. He was then Adilabad District Committee Secretary and later in 1985 moved to Dandakaranya region as part of the guerrilla zone perspective. Sundarashan led the Sarancha squad in Gadchiroli district, which was one of the seven squads sent to Dandakaranya, extending from Gadchiroli in Maharashtra Strait to Bastar district in Chhattisgarh. Subsequently, Sudarashan played a crucial role in forming the retreat zone extending from Adilabad, Gadchiroli, Bastar to East Godavari, and was the forest liaison committee member of the then CPIML People's War. Later in 1995, he was appointed as the Secretary of Newly Formed North Telangana Special Zonal Committee, NTSZC. Subsequently, he was elected to the Central Committee in the All India Special Conference in 1995. Also in the 2001 and 2007 Congresses, he was elected as a member of the Central Committee and Politburo of the CPI-ML People's War, and subsequently the CPI-Maoist. Sundarashan played a crucial role in building the revolutionary movement in India, and had escaped from dozens of exchanges of fire with the security forces in his nearly five-decade-long life in the underground. He would remain a great inspiration for the party workers, leaders, People's Liberation Guerrilla Army members, commanders, and the entire revolutionary community, said Comrade Abhay. Sundarashan was editor of Kranthi, Air Agenda, People's War, and People's March publications at different points in time. The Maoist party called upon the people and upon party activists to convene memorial meetings to Sundarashan across the country. Three CRPF Jawans injured an IED explosion triggered by Naxalites in Bijapur District. Bijapur District, June 5, 2023. Three personnel of the Central Reserve Police Force, or CRPF, were injured on Monday when a pressure-improvised explosive device, or IED, planted by Naxalites went off in Chhattisgarh's Bijapur District, officials said. 
The incident took place at 10.30 a.m. near Tecameta Hill, under Gangalore police station limits, when a joint team of CRPF's 85th and 222nd battalions were out on an area domination operation from Puznar camp, located around 400 kilometers from state capital Raipur, a CRPF official said. While the team was cordoning off the area, the pressure IED exploded, injuring three CRPF personnel, he said. Constables Amit Kiratania and Ripon Kumar Sahu, belonging to CRPF 85th Battalion, and Vishal Kumar of 222nd Battalion were injured in the explosion, he said. While one of them received serious injuries, two others suffered minor wounds, the officials reported. The injured Jawans were initially taken to the district hospital in Bijapur, the officials said, adding they were later airlifted to Raipur for further treatment. A search operation is underway in the area.